0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Success Harbor Podcast with George Mazaros, where it's all about making success happen for you.
1: Hi everyone. This is George Misarish with Success Harbor, and I have Jeff Steinman with me. Jeff is the founder of How to Quit Working, a company dedicated to help people quit their jobs and start a business to support the life they want. Welcome. George, thanks so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. Thank you for being here, Jeff. Tell me how and why you felt the need to start How to Quit
0: Working. Well, because I wanted to quit working. <laughs> and when was that? What year? Well, that was a long that was a long time ago, and and you know I went through a lot of different iterations with with my company and the and the things that I do, but my story really is that, you know, I was I followed the same path that everybody follows, right? I mean we're told, yeah, you you finish high school, you go to college, and then you get a job, and well we now know that most people, by statistics, eighty percent of them don't like those jobs. Well I did exactly that. I got that job and, you know, I made the best of it for a while and, and it worked out okay. But uh, eventually I just felt this tug like i 've got to do something different there 's got to be more to life than just going in here to this office and 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 working to fulfill somebody else's vision for a paycheck that I know is finite you know i I knew that um, there was only so much money that I could ever make, and I knew that the only way i I'd had a lot of success in the corporate world, and I, I moved up the ladder, and I knew that the only way to make more money was to move farther up the ladder, and what I kept seeing was, well, that's just more of what I don't like <laughs> you know and uh I just wasn't seeing it, and I'd always kind of had this tug towards entrepreneurship and this desire to do my own thing i I had made a number of unsuccessful runs by that point at various businesses. But so finally, give me an
1: example some of the uh, yeah. um, because I want people to get the whole picture because yeah. you know sometimes we see people fail, sometimes we see people succeed, but there is there is a lot of failures and successes and I want people to feel comfortable yeah. with that whole process. So so share a couple of those with us.
0: Yeah, boy, that's that's the where do you start kind of a thing. So I'll start with one of my first ones which was uh, I had, in the late 90s, I had, I was, I had a good corporate job, I was doing well financially, and I had gotten pretty good at managing my personal finances. And people were, um, kinda asking me for my advice, and I was putting money into my 401k, you know, all, all the stuff that you're supposed to do, and I was using Microsoft Money, that was, uh, a product that Microsoft had, I don't think they even make it anymore, but it was a product for tracking your personal finances. And I was looking for a book that would help me learn more about managing my finances and using Microsoft money, but I couldn't find one. So I decided to write a book and create a business around that. And uh, that was before self-publishing was anywhere near as prolific as it is now. That, that would be such an, a much easier thing to do now. But uh, when I uh, set out to do it, what I found was I, I wrote you know, a couple of chapters. And I researched how to find an agent and a publisher and all that. But what happened was um, I just kind of gave up. I I lost I lost the momentum uh, of it, and uh, that really never went anywhere. I had uh, I took a number of runs uh, in the early 2000s during the tech boom. I was certainly on the right track. At uh, starting various types of software companies, I had this uh, this great idea for a software company that you know would, would make software components and then sell them off to different to different people and um, I, uh, I had one of my favorite business ideas that I had, and um, never never I never got it off the ground. Um but it's a model that's become very successful and, and, and in retrospect, while this was not successful and it wasn't successful because it was a bad idea, it was it was not successful because I didn't have what it took to implement an idea because my mindset was so different and I and I hope we I hope we get to talk about that at some point. But one of those uh, early ideas was, you know, I saw that. I, I was, at the time, I was working for a large financial services institution, and uh, I was a programmer on their websites, and we were making all of the client information, or all the account information, available to clients online. And this was a whole brand new thing. You know, at the time, it was like, oh, wow, you can log on and see your, your account balances online, which is something we take for granted today, but it was a big deal back then. Well, I saw that. Uh, you know, if a small business wanted to do something like that, for example, there was a flower shop on the corner, and that's always who I thought about as my target client. But if they wanted to do that at the time, it was just prohibitively expensive. It was just insanely expensive uh, for them to, to stand up a website and be able to accept credit cards online and put their inventory online and all that kind of stuff. And what I did was uh, my idea was that I was going to create this website where all they would have to do is key their products in and their description and upload a photo, and it would create a little online store for them. And they wouldn't have to know anything technical. They wouldn't have to do any programming. They could just key this stuff in, and then I would charge them a monthly fee and uh, maybe take a percentage of the revenue, and uh, they would have an online store. And I thought that was a pretty good idea, and apparently it was because, uh, you know, that's what Google Marketplace and Amazon does that now, and there's all kinds of companies that uh, that do that. But you know, the theme of of kind of all of those businesses was that I didn't have the the right mindset to to really make them happen, and. So it's what hard. was missing? What was missing? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it, it's hard to say that they failed because I didn't really try hard enough. I didn't really try hard enough to let them fail. They may have all failed. But what was missing was a different way of looking at it, right? So um, I, I looked at it from the standpoint of in business – you have to have all of your ducks in a row. You have to have your legal entity set up. You have to have uh, your logo created. You have to have uh, you know all of your processes and procedures. you got to have all kinds of money. you got to have all this stuff done, and then you start moving forward and see if it works. And that mentality was crippling to me for a couple of reasons, the main reason being because I – I didn't have any kids and I wasn't married at the time but it was I just didn't have time like you know as a as a full-time employee you only have you know regardless of what your personal situation looks like you only have a certain amount of time to actually get a business off the ground on the side and with the mentality that you have to have all of this stuff done first and in place it just makes it it makes it very, very inaccessible and very difficult to even think about moving a business forward. So, uh, what the way that I look at starting businesses now, and the way I work with clients and starting businesses, and how to quit working is, you know, we first look at what's the value that you provide to the world, and who is it that wants that, and and why do they want it, and how, and how can that value that you provide to the world help other people? In other words, what do people come to you and ask for your help for, or ask for your help with? Uh, whether that's relationship advice, parenting advice, business advice, how to program a computer, whatever it may be, there's always something that people come to you for. you got to start with that thing. Start with that thing where there's already momentum and people are moving in the direction of uh, – or people are moving towards you and looking to you for something. And then use that to leverage your business and, and really get understand those fundamentals while you're still working. What I mean by fundamentals are – Understand, you know, who your customer is and what exactly they want from you. Continue to refine that and get that really well, you know, really well under, or I should say, understand that really well before you start quitting your job. And 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 that allows you to really get that traction and that momentum and just prove out that there's people out there who want. I just what you wanna, want
1: to I just want to get back to that a little bit because it sounds to me that there are like two underlying concepts there. One is mm-hmm. to. Come up with the idea of the business, what you know what business should I get in, and the other idea which you mentioned just before it that it seems that there's just way too much to do. the mountain to climb yeah. to, to to become an entrepreneur and to start a business there's just too much to do and not enough time, and maybe not knowing what to do, yeah. Um, and you know, I think the, the idea part. You mentioned that earlier that you had a lot of ideas, and I think everybody. I mean, ideas are really a dime a dozen, they right? Are. It's Absolutely. really comes down to execution, and yeah. and it's almost like you know that too much. The mountain is too too high to climb. That almost comes down to the execution part. Yeah. So at what point were you able to start? And I'm not saying a big hit, but just yeah. the first sign of 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 execution that was okay. Maybe there is something here. What what was that business for you? What
0: was that revenue source for you? Yeah, absolutely. So what what happened was, you know, I kinda discovered the online world and I guess this is about oh two thousand nine, two thousand ten and I started kind of researching that and I found out oh wow I mean you can actually like sell stuff that you don't have to have manufactured you don't have to um, you know you don't have to have a huge inventory not to ship stuff out so I really kind of discovered the digital deliver in the online model and I, I, it really uh, spoke to me so I started researching and studying that uh, that whole avenue and I did exactly what I uh, I what I should do, and 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 I said, okay, if I'm going to offer some sort of a uh, online or digital product, what should it be? Uh, And and the question I asked myself was, well, what do people come to you and ask you questions about? And the answer that I got was, oh, well, it's do-it-yourself home improvement projects because I had at the time rehabbed two houses, and that's what people came to me with questions about, right? You know, where, how do you hang drywall, or do I have to put primer up before I paint, or uh, how do I put this flooring down? And that was, uh, something that people came to me for. So I said, well, I guess that's what I'll create an online business about. I'll create an online business about do-it-yourself home improvement projects. And, uh, I will, uh, I'll, I'll sell that information online. So I started off creating a book, uh, and writing a book about it. And I, that was going to kind of be the first product. And I got about halfway through that and, I found that something really crazy was happening. I was going to you know conferences and seminars and stuff to learn how to do all of this and to to build up contacts and whatnot and as I was doing that, people started turning to me and asking me how to build an online business and they started looking to me for my advice on that and that's when i said well maybe i've got maybe I've got something here.' So, uh, at that point I created a company called Bravo Experts. And Bravo Experts is a company that, uh, it basically works with experts to help them to, uh, get known as an expert and get all of their stuff online. And, you know, we work with them to get, uh, understand their niche and understand their product line. And and really get up and running in an, an expert based business and help them out with the online components as well as the marketing and the positioning and all that kind of stuff and uh, and and that was that was really when I was first able to be successful and with that company I ended up shutting down the, the do it yourself uh, home improvement uh, business and went directly with Prevost Experts and uh, moved forward with that for a couple of years and 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 so and, and talk that's about talk yeah.
1: about that uh, a little bit um yeah. so somebody that's us say uh, let's say is um, you know an expert at like diy for example uh-huh. but or some aspect of it and they want to share the knowledge and they yeah. would go to bravo experts and okay you would help them market themselves basically to establish them as an expert is that is that what the business was
0: that's exactly it George. we would you know we would uh do just about everything for the experts, right? So we would uh, work with them to get, uh, and we, you know, we outsourced most of the stuff. We didn't really do uh, all of it in house, but uh, getting websites set up, getting marketing materials created, you know, understanding, and and this is something I, I know you're probably familiar with, George, is, is figuring out kind of what is it about uh, you that people want information about, right? What what is the value that you can really bring to the marketplace, and understanding what you know, who your, your target customer is.
1: Okay. And so that business, uh, you said for a couple of years, you, you've been, uh, running that business and were you able to, su- was that business supporting you as a, as a business or was it more of a side project?
0: Yeah, well, it was a side project for a couple of years until April, 2012. And that's when I left my full-time job and, uh, Bravo experts was my full-time gig. hmm. Okay. Yeah.
1: And, and, um, was that a scalable business or was that more of a consultative type of business? How would you describe it?
0: It was more of a consultative type of a business. So I had, I had some plans to, to scale it, and what ended up happening was I ended up kind of going in a different direction, and I, and I moved uh, – what, what I found was that really my passion lied more with kind of helping people who were working full-time jobs to leave those full-time jobs and start their own businesses, and that's when I created the How to Quit Working brand and, started, and wrote the How to Quit Working book. So
1: what, what, what did you see in the market that told you that, you know, I need to, I need to start this How to Quit Working brand mm-hmm. as opposed to the previous brand? What, what messages did you get? Who told you? Um, can you share that?
0: Yeah, yeah. You know the the interesting thing is uh, how to quit working was uh, I, I broke some of the rules. You know, I, I think it's it's always important to look at what is what is the market looking for. What does the market want? I mean, that's the only way businesses are successful is to start with what the market wants and then deliver that. But I, I, I didn't totally do that with How to Quit Working. I, I kind of I had this idea in my head. I knew, that, uh, I knew that 80% of the people in this world hated their jobs. I knew a lot of people wanted to become entrepreneurs, and I knew that I had a lot of stuff that I could offer to them to help them, and, uh, and I, kinda, I just kind of ran forward with it uh, almost kind of on a leap of faith which is exactly the opposite thing that I advise clients to do <laughs> when they want to uh when they want to start successful businesses um but it was one of those things it was it was almost kind of like a yeah this is just where I have to go you know I I remember very specifically uh, well, and, and again, I it, it wasn't my intent – and this is one of the really good lessons about business. I, I think you, you've got to just not be super attached to a specific outcome and just let it unfold the way that it needs to unfold because I remember very specifically I was um, – uh, right before New Year's in 2012, I was getting ready to kind of finish the book because I'd been working on it for a while at that point. And, uh, I was trying to think of what to call it, and uh, the words how to quit working popped into my head, and uh, I hurried up and registered the domain. It was surprisingly available, and uh, it kind of took on a life of its own. right? I mean it, w- what happened was I found that I would tell people I wrote a book called How to Quit Working, and they'd be like. How to quit working? Wow! You know, I was calling, uh, making a, a phone call, making some business arrangements for an event, and and uh, I was on the phone with the hotel, and uh, the the guy asked me what uh, the name of the uh, company was, and I said how to quit working, and he started laughing because he thought it was so interesting. And he said, "Well, what is it? tell me what that you know, what do you do?" And I told him, and he was really intrigued by it. And then I talked to him the next day, and turns out he bought a book. And the you know, the the cool thing is that uh, it struck a chord. You know, how to quit working has has really struck a chord with people because they they understand that you know, after World War II, we went into this sort of paradigm of the way to support yourself is that you have to go and get a job, and you have to work that job for 45 years and put off everything that you really care about until retirement. And then that's – I could talk for an hour about that, so <laughs> I'll, I'll stop myself. So, but, so
1: tell me when, when you started How to Quit Working. What year was it?
0: Uh, it was uh, – let's see. Uh, I officially kicked it off around April 2012.
1: April 2012
0: and so what were some of the early challenges because
1: you know we have an idea and people respond positively to it but tell me how do you you know what are some of the early challenges of uh of of building this business
0: mm. well I think that uh for me it was One of the early challenges with How to Quit Working, I think, was, was the consistency aspect of it. Because I haven't, I hadn't decided when I, when I wrote the book and decided to call it How to Quit Working, I hadn't decided to pivot the entire business around that brand. So I was juggling a lot of different things. I had, I had the Bravo Experts brand. I had another product out there. And, and I had kind of a lot of things going. And it was, it was challenging with a bunch of different websites and a bunch of different, uh, names to really uh to to come forward with a consistent message. And what got me past that was to just really step back and, and rebrand everything how to quit working and call everything how to quit working. Um, but certainly with you know with anything, uh when you're getting started with with creating a brand, there there is uh there's a lot of work, right? There's a lot of um just kind of slogging through, as I like to call it, and and uh sort of getting out your your uh, your uh, sickle and whacking through those weeds, and just getting yourself out there and getting the name out there. And the the thing that's great about how to go working is once somebody hears about it, they love it. But in this world, there there's a lot of noise out there on the internet. And it's a matter of getting through that. But I think you got to have a unique message, and then you've got to be committed to a regular process of getting yourself out there, pitching yourself for shows like this, whatever it may mm-hmm. be, and doing whatever you can to get that. Uh, that in front of other people.
1: So, um, tell me how you drive traffic to to how to quit working and and how do you build a community or a following around it? What is your strategy? What tactics yeah. are you using? One of them you mentioned is try to get on uh, you know some podcasts or shows. Uh, what other ways uh, uh, are there that you're using?
0: So the main way that I drive traffic to the website is from my podcast, which is called the How to Quit Working Show. And uh, the the great thing about that is, you know, anybody who wants to listen to a podcast on entrepreneurship can go into iTunes and they'll type that in, and they'll get my podcast as a result. They'll probably get this one, they'll get a number of other ones. Um, but it's a way for people who are interested in that to discover it and listen to it, and and Decide that they like the ideas that so let,
1: let's talk about your podcast because I'm sure yeah. some of our audience is thinking about it as a way to grow their business. Yeah. what did what did podcasting do for your business?
0: You know, I thought that podcasting was just going to be one more sort of weapon in my marketing toolbox. But it has turned out that the show has really become the centerpiece of the brand, and it's done a couple of things. So first of all, it's brought lots of people to the website. It's brought lots of people to my list and uh, onto my social media channels, but the more important thing that it's done is that it's allowed me to build relationships. It's allowed me to build relationships with other people who have interesting information that my listeners are interested in, uh, people uh, who what it is it's, it's building a platform right it's it's i now have the ability to interview somebody on my show and give them exposure to thousands of people who want to quit working every single week so and when you can create something that other people want that's that's huge
1: okay and you started that about a year ago or, or? uh yeah
0: we just had the one year anniversary so we're about a year and a month or so
1: yeah so so podcasting is one what what are other ways uh to do you uh create awareness about your
0: brand yeah i um I do go on a lot of podcasts, so I go on a lot of other people's podcasts. Uh, I also use Facebook and Twitter. I think a, a lot of traffic comes from Facebook. Uh, it's my second most uh, – uh, my second traffic source. Uh, do you have
1: ads on Facebook or is it uh, – or is just through your Facebook page and you've, you post frequently? W- what kind of things do you do with it?
0: Yeah, I have run Facebook ads, but uh, most of the traffic is and – and I do have a Facebook page, but – where most of the traffic comes from on Facebook is other people sharing stuff on Facebook, whether it's through the share buttons on my website or whether it's when I have someone on the show and they share it with their audience, maybe on Facebook or Twitter or through email, and then, and then they share it through Facebook. Um, but the really cool thing is, is I get a lot of traffic from Facebook that I don't have to do a whole lot for.
1: So, what do you find that is really shareable when you post something? I'm sure you notice that some things are more yeah. shareable than others. So, what what's working better for you?
0: Hmm. I think that audi- entrepreneurs are are interested in the really solid basics of what's going to make a move. For- what's going to help them to move forward, and and not so much of the you know how to get a million twitter followers because i think we're we're kind of tired of all of that hype
1: mm-hmm. and i
0: think that i think that um just honest genuine content and in my case w- with what what my audience likes is they like really good solid information and, and you know they don't they don't want to hear some big hypey you know here's how to make a million bucks on facebook in 5 minutes or something like that they want to hear you now here's how you here, here's how you really take the steps and and change the way you think And take the really simple steps that are going to get you to quit your job. And they like that. They just like that good, solid quality information.
1: Okay. Uh, What are the revenue sources for how to quit working? Obviously, you mentioned a book uh, that you have, but I would imagine there is a bigger picture there uh, for, for this brand.
0: Absolutely. So the book is is a small revenue stream. You know, uh, books are not huge money makers, uh, but most of the revenue comes from the online program, which I have. It's called How to Quit Working Now, and uh, that's a six week program that folks can go through, and it takes them through. Putting all of the basics and all of the fundamentals in place and getting that first product up and for sale, uh, online and which is absolutely the, 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 the furthest you can move to, from where you are to quitting working. And then also from my one-on-one coaching.
1: Can you share any, anything about revenue in terms of where you are with that business?
0: Well, I will tell you that, um, my expenses are covered and uh i'm I'm paying I'm paying the bills okay um tell me uh, dealing
1: with uh, the ups and downs of being an entrepreneur because I think a lot of people when they have a job and they have a bad boss and they say you know what I just I, I, I don't want to get away from this all I want to start my own business and then they you know maybe they start a business and they don't realize that you know there's there's a lot of bad bosses when you own your own business too so <laughs> So how? what advice do you have for people on, on dealing with just the daily or the, the constant ups and downs of, of owning your own business?
0: Well, the first thing is some of those are inside your control and some of them are outside your control. So I want to Sort of address those separately. Number one, the ones that are inside your control, you get rid of them. You have done a lot of work to have your own business, and one of the privileges that comes with that is you don't have to work with people you don't like. You don't have to have clients you don't like. You don't have to do things that you don't like to a certain degree. (laughs) So when you can eliminate them, you're the boss. You eliminate them. Uh, when you can't eliminate them and there's a lot of things that, that you can't control, uh, then you have to be doing something that you care enough about and that you love enough that you can push past those things. And obviously work to eliminate them in the long term. But, you know, you, you've gotta love what you're doing, you gotta care about what you're doing, and it, it, that, that desire has got to be strong enough to push you past all of those difficult and obnoxious things. So, you know, start a business about something that you really love and care about, not something just that you think is a good business opportunity or that might make a lot of money. So, what do you think based on your experience
1: as an entrepreneur and all the people that you that you know, uh, you know, as entrepreneurs, in terms of time wasters, because, I mean, a lot of times we start out just yeah. as a solopreneur, and time is really uh, our, our greatest asset, and, and, you know, you just can't get more of it, basically. Right. So, uh, you know, I want, I want to, to to get your idea on what do you think is the biggest time waster for for either somebody that wants to become an entrepreneur or somebody that already is uh, an entrepreneur.
0: Uh Somebody who wants to become an entrepreneur the biggest time waster is putting all of the bells and whistles and icing on the cake before the cake is baked in a sense right so so when you're when you're starting a business you've got to be laser focused not on creating a logo creating a legal structure putting up a website and all this and that you've got to be laser focused on figuring out what is it that I can offer to the world that the world wants and that the world will pay money for. And you've got to be focused on going out and having the conversations that will get you that information, whether that's attending trade shows or uh, getting on social media and and opening up conversations, going in chat rooms, whatever that is. You've got to focus on that conversation, and the biggest mistakes that aspiring entrepreneurs make – and this is critical when you're working a full-time job is you've, you've got to focus on finding the thing that will work, the product that people – the product or service that people will pay you for and that gets their attention and that they will say, yep, I want that. Here's the money. Uh, so the time waster is anything that's not that.
1: Okay. Now, if someone comes to you, let's say a friend or maybe a a prospect that has a job now and say, you know, I, I'm ready. I I want to become an entrepreneur, what would mm-hmm. be the first thing that you would teach
0: them? The first thing that I would teach them is how to open up a conversation, just like I was just saying, how to open up a conversation with people who are interested in what you want to build a business around so that you can find out what they want and what they will pay for.
1: So Is there a book, uh, obviously, How to Quit Working, everybody check it out, but any other books in addition to that that you found that was really valuable to you as an entrepreneur?
0: Yeah, I've read a lot of books, but I would say that my favorite and the one that I think influenced me the most uh, was The E-Myth by Michael Gerber. So he talks a lot about the idea of building a business that runs by itself, that runs without you. Not that there isn't a lot of work, particularly at first in starting a business, but uh, you've got to go at it from the, with the mindset that it runs without you in the long term. Okay. So E-Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber. Great book.
1: Um, do you have any last words of wisdom to share about either building a business, starting one, or making that transition from, from having a job into entrepreneurship?
0: Well, I think my biggest piece of advice is do it. Uh, you know, we we live in a world where, unfortunately, we've gone down this path of thinking that the the only way and the right way to make money is to have a job and to work for somebody else, and th- that's just not true. P- human beings are are meant to be entrepreneurs. They're meant to create things. They're meant to to, to create valuable things and bring those valuable things to the world in exchange for money and support themselves financially that way, not by going somewhere else to, to some office or some job and supporting somebody else's vision. So if you're listening to this show, you're meant to be an entrepreneur because otherwise you wouldn't be listening. So take the steps. do, Open up that conversation and find out what is it that people want from you. And, and then just create that and sell it to them. That's all there is to it.
1: Jeff, thank you for coming on today. I appreciate you sharing your story. How can people connect with you?
0: Yeah, the best way, uh, George, is to go to howtoquitworking.com And in the upper right-hand corner, you'll see that uh, you can sign up for a free video training series that will tell you all about how to Build a business in five days. So I talked about figuring out what your uh, what value it is that you offer to the world, and I've got a video training series that will walk you through the exact steps of that in about five days.
1: So check out Jeff's site. Uh, Jeff, thank you again. I appreciate your time today, and I wish you much success with How to Quit Working.
0: Thank you very much, George. It was a pleasure to be here.